Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2396 with a release date of Friday, September 29, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A special event station focuses on a rare medical concern. In Tennessee, amateur radio training gives new skills to the medical reserve course and hams in North Carolina celebrate a beloved ham's 106th birthday. All this and more as amateur radio newsline report number 2396 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, amateur radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stephen Kenford, N8WB. Our top story this week highlights a very public special event inspired by a ham's very personal story. A special event call sign is often used to celebrate or honor a person or a cause, but this call sign is going on the air very soon in Australia to educate. The subject is a rare and troublesome medical condition. We hear more from John Williams, VK4JJW. In 1989, Bernie Terry, VK4KX, was diagnosed with acromegaly, a rare condition resulting from an overproduction of growth hormones in the pituitary gland. Other health problems such as diabetes and cardiomyopathy can accompany it. Bernie writes on his QRZ.com page that although surgery can help some patients, it did not resolve things for him. He decided that even as he attempts to manage the condition and its various related issues, he'll be on the air as VI4ACRO, that's VI4ACRO, throughout the month of November. His goal is to raise awareness about this condition and to encourage people to learn more about it. Bernie said he'll have the assistance of at least one other operator with the condition, Eric VK4XR, and he's hoping to find other hams willing to take the time to get on the air. The call sign will be active only during the month of November, kicking off on the first of the month, which is International Acromegaly Awareness Day. See the QRZ.com page for VI4ACRO, VI4ACRO, for additional QSO details or to contact Bernie if you can operate during the month. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. It took a few years of planning and then a three-year interruption during the COVID-19 pandemic, but now an international conference of amateurs is preparing to gather again in Croatia, as we hear from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Inspired by the radio club Porec, 9A1P, which takes its name from the Croatian town on the coast of the Adriatic Sea, the second Istria Contest Conference is scheduled for October the 6th, 7th and 8th and has been attracting a lot of attention. The pandemic called everything to a halt and organisers waited years for last year's inaugural gathering to happen. Already next month's second event is drawing international attendance to the Croatian region known as Istria. One of the organisers, Mirko 9A6KX, told Newsline that Hams have already reserved spots from New Zealand, Saudi Arabia, Germany, Austria, Italy, Hungary and much of the rest of Europe. Not surprisingly, the programme material is not limited to contesting. Presenters include the popular YouTube channel producer and blogger Raisa, R1PIG-OH7BG, who will speak on Wales' prominent roles in amateur radio and a number of youth-related forums. There will also be live video calls with 2D Expeditions, the 5W0LM operation on Samoa and W8S on Swains Island. For details, visit the link that appears in the text version of this week's newscast 
at arnewsline.org. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. With a hope for clear skies on Saturday, October 14th, a small group of soda enthusiasts in Oregon will be climbing the peaks, not just for a chance at summit-to-summit contacts, but to stop long enough to experience a total eclipse of the sun from an elevation. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, has that story for us. Hams who are also fans of soda activations and camping out don't really need an excuse like an eclipse to make a big weekend event happen. But Tim, N7KOM, and his friends are seizing the moment anyway in Oregon. The state's southeastern region is in the path of totality for the annular eclipse, and that is as good an occasion as any for a hike up to Drake Peak, soda designation W70-CE002, and Light Peak W70-004. Riding on the soda reflector, Tim announced his own plans to camp at Mud Creek Campground and arrive on one of the summits by 9.20 local time. His rig and, of course, his camera will be ready. Any operators wanting to contact him in advance should email him at timn7kom at gmail.com. He is willing to bulk order viewing glasses to wear so everyone can safely view the event. The weekend doesn't end when the eclipse is gone, however. Tim expects to keep getting more summits right up through Sunday afternoon. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. AMSAT has announced two keynote speakers for the 41st Annual Space Symposium and Annual General Meeting as we hear from Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Two notable radio amateurs will be presenting at the banquet being held at the AMSAT Space Symposium in Texas on October 20th and 21st. AMSAT has announced that the keynote speaker will be Bob Twiggs, KE6QMD, who is a co-inventor of the form factor for the popular miniature satellites known as CubeSats. He will be joined by Nick Pugh, K5QXJ, a telecommunications technology specialist. Nick's notable efforts have included the help he has given the college team at the University of Louisiana Lafayette to be the first campus team of its kind to build and launch satellites. Meanwhile, if you want to be a presenter at the symposium, AMSAT is still accepting papers on topics that are related to amateur satellites. Final copies of the symposium papers are due by the 12th of October. But in the meantime, AMSAT would like to receive a tentative title for the talk. Send abstracts and papers to Dan Schultz, N8FGV, at N8FGV at AMSAT.org. October promises to be a busy time for satellite enthusiasts everywhere. Just a week before the symposium in Texas, AMSAT UK will be holding its 2023 colloquium on the 14th and 15th of October in Milton Keynes, alongside the Radio Society of Great Britain's Convention. The weekend will include the annual general meeting of AMSAT UK and, of course, the Galo Dinner. For details, visit the website that appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. In Tennessee, some newly licensed hams are adding vital skills to the state's medical reserve corps. Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, has those details. Andrew Albertson, KN4CTG, has a little extra pride in his voice when he talks about the latest group of technician class amateurs who passed their license exam in Tennessee. That's because they are graduates of a class he taught. They're not just new hams, but volunteers with the Tennessee Medical Reserve Corps, which began offering the classes last year. 
The MRC is giving a new priority to encouraging members to get their amateur radio licenses. The Tennessee MRC, which is overseen by the Tennessee Department of Health, is part of a national network of more than 200,000 volunteers. Andrew told Newsline that he began teaching the classes last year after Melanie Grant, KQ4ARE, coordinator for the MRC's South Tennessee area, asked if he would be willing to help expand the volunteer skill set in that region to include communications. Since then, he has also taught classes in the Tennessee's MRC in the nearby Upper Cumberland region. The goal, he said, is to have a total of 50 to 60 volunteers licensed between the two regions to provide what he called an organic capability in communication within the ranks of the volunteers. The MRC does not replicate the work of Aries or RACES. Its mission is to be part of a larger public health response in the event of a crisis. Andrew told Newsline in a phone interview, quote, By offering this, we can have a much more capable MRC without having to rely on other groups, end quote. He said he will be gearing up shortly for the next classes, which are free, and use a modified curriculum based on ARRL materials. The 16-hour course is offered over a three-day span. The technician license test is given at the conclusion. Andrew said that anyone interested in joining the Tennessee Medical Reserve Corps should visit the website. You can find a link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Time for you to identify your station. We're the Amateur Radio Newsline heard on Bulletin stations around the world, including WA5AIR, the Texas Link System, which carries Newsline on seven repeaters on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 7 p.m. local time. Hams of all ages spent two days at a beautiful World Heritage site in India where they devoted their efforts to the advancement of science and the art of radio. We have those details from Graham Kemp, BK4BB. More than 200 radio amateurs came to West Bengal, India, from around the world for two days of sessions and workshops designed to expand skills and knowledge in the ever-evolving science of ham radio. The Oscar Amateur Radio Convention was held September 23 and 24 at the UNESCO World Heritage Site, known as Shanti Nuketan, considered an epicentre of education and literature. Special sessions were devoted in particular to engaging more YLs and more youth in amateur radio. Steve Schaaf, KN6TKO, presented a forum introducing digital radio. Satellite enthusiasts got a chance to experience amateur satellite communication via the geostationary satellite QO100 as contacts were logged between Qatar and India. One of the core presentations focused on nurturing the spirit of experimentation among high school students. The session was called Maximising High Frequency DX Success, Antennas, Propagation, Etiquette and Planning. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The United States Marine Corps is inviting hams to get in the running and support one of the nation's largest marathons without even lacing up their running shoes. Patrick Clark, K8TAC, explains how. It's called the Marine Corps Marathon, but it is also known as the People's Marathon. Running through Washington, D.C. and nearby Arlington County, Virginia, the race is a showcase of discipline and physical fitness, the kind of traits espoused by the United States Marines. The organizing team needs an estimated 150 ham radio operators at the event to help ensure the runners stay safe as they make their way through the nation's capital on Sunday, October 29th. More than 29,000 runners are expected to participate. To volunteer for this important event, you can sign up online, select what assignment you want, and then create your profile. 
Hams who volunteer will be part of a critical communication network designed to ensure safety among runners, spectators, and even fellow radio operators. Hams will need to attend one training session before the race and have access to an HT with VHF capacity and enough battery power to last for 12 hours. For other details or to volunteer, see the link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This is Patrick Clark, K8TAC. Congratulations to the ARRL Foundation, which is celebrating a half century of philanthropic work on behalf of the amateur radio community. The foundation, which operates in partnership with ARRL, provides grants to clubs, scholarships to students, and gives other gifts in support of keeping ham radio vibrant for the next generation of operators. According to the ARRL website, the nonprofit organization reported in its most recent annual audit that it had $8 million in assets. It has been a long journey for the small charity that had simple beginnings in September – of 1973 when it was formed with $1,000 and the efforts of a number of members of the league's board of directors. Larry Shima, W0PAN, is the sole surviving member of the original board of the foundation. He says on the ARRL website that he is particularly proud of the scholarship recipients that the foundation has been able to support over the years. The ARRL said it expects to award more than 100 scholarships next year in amounts ranging from $500 to $25,000. In the world of DXB, listening for Elvira, IV3FSG, operating as 6W slash IV3FSG from Senegal between the 26th of September and the 16th of October. She is operating SSB and the digital modes in her spare time. See QRZ.com for QSL details. Seppo. OH1VR is on the air as SV9 slash OH1VR from Crete. IOTA number EU-015 from the 28th of September to the 3rd of October. Seppel will be operating mainly CW and can be found on 160 through 6 meters QSL direct to his home call. Be listening for Maurizio, IK2GZU, operating as 5H3MB from Tanzia from the 8th of September until the 8th of December, in between doing volunteer work at a local orphanage. He will be operating SSB, CW, and the digital modes on 80 to 10 meters. See QRZ.com for QSL details. The Wireless Institute of Australia is celebrating the milestone of 90 years of publishing its official journal, Amateur Radio. The WIA has reserved the special event call sign VK90AR that any WIA member or affiliated club can use through December 31st to help with the celebration. See QRZ.com for QSL details. We end this week's newscast with a party. It's a birthday party for a ham who has just turned 106 years old. And you're invited. Here's Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB. Three years ago, when he turned 103, Oscar Norris, W4OXH, had to settle for a celebration that amounted to being a drive through birthday party. It was the middle of the pandemic, and to keep everyone safe, well-wishers' cars rolled past the North Carolina Assisted Living Center where Oscar lives and kept the party moving, literally. This year, as the oldest active ham in the state, and perhaps even the nation, welcomed the age of 106, he was finally able to welcome his guests in person. His ham friends and his church friends mingled and celebrated the man everyone calls Grandpa, 
Two days before his actual birth date, he was already doing one of the happiest meet and greets of a lifetime. For many of those attending, it has indeed been a lifetime, and more. Tony Jones, N4ATJ, president of the Gaston Radio Club in Gastonia, North Carolina, was a 14-year-old boy when Oscar handed him a book and encouraged him to study for his license. When Tony later got another license, the one that put him behind the wheel of a car, he would drive a lot with Oscar, who became blind after an eye infection more than 70 years ago. Tony told Newsline, quote, Oscar is a legend here, end quote. If you couldn't get to Cortland Terrace Assisted Living for the party on the 23rd of September, you can still join the celebration, wherever in the world you may be, by listening for the call sign N1O. North Carolina's biggest ham radio fans of Oscar Norris are using that call sign until the 1st of October, working from their home QTH or even going to activate a POTUS station. Tony said it is because Oscar has been a friend and an Elmer to everyone throughout his exceptionally long life. He said, quote, This is all to honor our beloved Oscar. He is one of a kind and means the world to all of us. End quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming Hamfest or field day participation, but something that's out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, give some thought to the true poetry of amateur radio and let your literary self shine through. Visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline's Haiku Challenge. Use the entry form on our website and please follow the rules for the number of syllables you must use to write your three-line haiku. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, Andrew Albertson, K9, 4, CTG, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7, DB, Enigma Reloaded, 425DX News, Facebook, Gaston Gazette, Intrepid-DX Group, Mirko, 9A6KX, QSO Today, Sequib Ahmed, VU3HZW, ShortwaveRadio.de, Tony Jones, N4ATJ, Wireless Institute of Australia, and and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. And if you wish to support us, please visit our website at airnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.